0: whatever else the kids are calling it these days so if you see someone who looks like us there just know it's not us lastly you can support us on patreon.com sacred icon and receive a bevy of bonus content we're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead
1: Hello, hello, red and blues and welcome to the one and only spartan palmer podcast where we thought you'd be taller. So here's the thing a everyone. You know how you have a love for your interests, and then there's times you're swept up in a renaissance of really loving an interest, and then enthusiasm's really busting? That's where Brian is with Halo right now, because this duder has been replaying some Halos like mad lately, and my guy has got some thoughts. So we're gonna kick back and whack some recency bias on his thoughts, takes, and opinions. I'm your host, Mr. Big Mommy Dom Lover, Joshy Hargis, and joined with me, as always, is my buddy, my pal, my friend, and now a brand new daddy as of this recording, ladies and gentlemen. It's Brian Arvet. Brian, my dude. First off, congratulations. Crazy congratulations, man. Holy shit. Uh, can't wait to talk to future. You know, I Brian. was thinking
0: that if. Uh I was thinking that if we were the uh, a Spartan Palmer podcast, we literally
1: would be the one and only, like for real. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many episodes that would last. Uh, we're going to cover the uh, Escalation comics. Uh, that's a What best. do you think the Halo community would say if I named
0: my daughter Sarah Palmer? Oh, that'd be dope. Like middle name Palmer.
1: I mean, they'll be like, well, she's definitely going to be co- She's already cooler than the character.
0: <laughs> they'll they'll, <laughs> be they'll like, dog on Palmer, sh- man. They'll dog on my girl. Should, people would just be like, Every, "She's gonna think everyone should have been taller." Like a nice one, good one. <laughs> yeah. very good.
1: Oh, uh, but man, um, uh, dude, before you we kick this off, uh, somehow as of this recording yesterday, the stars aligned and we managed to get in a little bit of multiplayer together in Infinite, which is like rare. It's yeah, pretty freaking rare, man. Yeah, what was that like? Yeah, how did it feel? Um, Tell me about it, Brian. How much fun did you have playing with me? Because it felt
0: so good. Um well it just got us like uh we, we were already like talking before we started playing Halo Infinite's multiplayer again yesterday. we were just like we we're getting really nostalgic over past times we've, you know, looked forward to Halo, played Halo, and, and we were like, let's play some Halo Infinite multiplayer and just immediately jumping back in the two of us together to play that, uh just realizing how nostalgic we already felt for that with the flighting and all the build up from doing the podcast and the E3s and the the Halo Waypoint articles and there's just so much nostalgia already that's that's there for Halo Infinite and it's such a relatively new title uh, but we had so much fun playing that multiplayer I, I think it I think whenever we get together to play it just reminds us how good of a job they did on Halo Infinite and and well I was about to say in the parts that matter but that's not fair because there's parts that matter they didn't do a good job in but uh, in, a, in a many of the in the most core aspects and in the, in the roots of the game, They did such a great job on everything because we we boot up this game and we're just, we love the gameplay, we love the graphics, the art style, the music, it all just comes together so well. It's got a great campaign, great story, great maps, you know, it's really just the the, the tired um, discussion that's still worth having, of course, that, uh, you know, it's it's light on content, doesn't have its co-op and its forge yet, still the same here now as it was six months ago or at launch. Uh, but that stuff's coming, you know, I'm not saying that makes it excusable, it's just uh, it's just one of those things where, you know, that's not really what we're here to talk about right now, but uh, oh. we had such a blast playing, we played
1: Lay and Grab, we played Team Slayer, we played one other thing, didn't we? Big Team Battle. Team Double. Big Team Battle, oh, we did do Team Doubles as well. Brian and I, in our first match, CTF went 3-0, and oh. we swept uh, was, those yeah. dudes. That was awesome. Then we got. Then we the got other crushed. team was Doug Water. <laughs> we we got swept in a lot of the other matches though because we weren't really trying. Oh yeah, Brian. Brian somehow just in his enthusiasm alone swept me up. Also, you know I'm just a little slut for playing Halo. So I, you know. At first, I was talking to Brian on the phone. We talked for, like, almost an hour, and Brian's like, you sure you don't want to just play Halo for a little bit? Because at first, I turned him down. I was like, okay, maybe just an hour. And then I think we played for maybe two hours, and then I was like, okay. So you can give me some credit, but it's more the you're a slut for
0: Halo thing, because if I had been pitching the same thing, but it was to play campaign, I I would
1: have been game. No, I would have been game, but probably not on that day, just because I had to work. No, not on that day. But, but yeah, but you know what? It's it's funny, though, because we (laughs) – it was, like, time to hop off, and I – I told Brian I was like, "Let's go out on a win. Let's go out on a win." And then we get in a tie, and I didn't realize, I don't think either of us realized you can do that in. Uh, I think that I think that came in an update. Okay. Cuz it was 50-50. I think it fit- used to just be whatever they used to just give the, the win to a team. No, wait a minute. What were we playing? Slayer? Was it Slayer? I think so. How the hell fuck did it tie at 50-50 then? Oh, uh, maybe it wasn't Slayer. I don't
0: know. I just know that boy, my like brain a farting right now.
1: Yeah. Anyway, it yeah. ended in a tie, and we were both like, "Let's, that's fine, right there. We'll call it there." But, dude, it the controls still feel real tight. Uh, I, I, you know, it's it's just such, it's got such fluidity. It still, it feels so different than Halo Five. But you know, I I am glad I'm in a position in 2022 where I can say it feels different than Halo Five, but uh, not in a way that um has lessened has made me, me like it less. You know, I'm I'm really thankful looking back that. Uh, When I saw that multiplayer reveal for Halo 5, and I had that natural instinct that said to me, like, this actually isn't that bad, but every bone in my body saying, I should hate this because it's not like classic Halo. Well, I liked it. Mm -hmm. And then I almost had the same thing with Infinite, where I was almost ready to like, well, it better, you know, I know it's not going to probably be like Halo 5, but I I really want it to be. And then it's kind of not, only a little bit. Yeah. And I still really like it. So I'm really glad to still have that have that good vibe, pressing forward. I'm glad I, I can, you know, I know I'm patting myself on the back here, I'm not trying to, but I'm just glad I can, in my age, be open to new interpretations and experiences within this franchise.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's interesting, I know a lot of people listening probably would not agree with me, but I actually feel Halo 5 and Halo Infinite is pretty much one of the, no, I was about to say the only case, but I would say one of the only cases in which I feel like the gameplay of Halo 5 was so good and so well done that It could still serve today as an active multiplayer game that you choose to play instead of or beside Infinite. Like Infinite and 5 have such good quality contemporary multiplayers, you could play both and get a different experience. And I I was going to say that this is the only time in the series I feel that way, but I think the same thing happened with Halo 3 and Reach back in the day people people wanted to play Reach because it was new and fun and it was also good but a lot of people wanted to stick with Halo 3 because it was a more evenly matched you know you didn't have the equipment the armor lock the a bloom, bloom yeah, all that I stuff I say I know it's big So we're kind of in a repeat repeat in that in that sense where I feel like Halo 5 they could have stuck that direction out and it would have been a very good direction to take the I mean I guess that's up for opinion but like we feel that Halo 5's gameplay and multiplayer was just sublime and if that had been what Infinite was, again, we would have been happy, but we're also happy with what they did with I Infinite. I miss Ground Pound. Uh, we were talking about that yesterday. I do miss Ground Pound, though. Yeah, no, Ground Pound was one of those things that like seemed so silly when it was announced, and then even when I first played the game, I was like, this is silly, but you just got used to it.
1: And it was so much fun uh, in that multiplayer. There were so many times I can remember being in a room, fending off people... And I see Brian Spartan charging. Maybe he gets there too late. Maybe he gets there in the nick of time. But Brian would Spartan charge so many people because he, he would just freaking sprint across the map. This guy was booking it, tooting up and down these maps. And man, I, I do miss some of those those moves. But uh,
0: you know, I like how you said tooting up and down these maps, it's like a throwback to farting Jesus <laughs> <laughs>
1: episode. Two For those two of, of the you the don't archive. know, long story
0: short, yeah, long story short, as a kid in a Halo Two land party, I named my character Farting Jesus. <laughs> I was very immature. And every time people got killed by farting Jesus, they were pretty mad. Pretty mad. So I was just tooting up and down the (laughs) map. Wasn't there one called "Suck a Chicky Daddy Legs"
1: or something like that? Yep, "Suck a Chicken Daddy Legs" was also (laughs) a hit. That that
0: was a good time. Takes me back. That was at Kyle's fifteenth birthday party. He is now like thirty-three. I 15th had a birthday party that we had. I had, had a
1: friend make party. one called Monquisha Shanae <laughs> That for Ooh. some reason I got a kick out of, like, 15-year-old Monquisha me. Monquisha Shenene, <laughs> yeah. Because that doesn't sound like a Spartan name, really. But, yeah. man, Brian, how many... So, I know you replayed through Infinite recently. You replayed through 5. Did you replay through any of the others? I replayed through 4. So, you just uh, went back. You went backwards. Well, I kind of went... This is part of part of the discussion
0: I wanted to have today is, like... Uh, I don't know if you feel the same way, Josh, but, I like... I don't. So, you got... You Got your bungee halos, you got your 343 halos. You know, Josh and I have said before, if we had to choose, yeah, we we prefer the bungee halos. We we our favorite halos are, are generally the the bungee ones. Um, and I know there's a clear distinction between bungee and 343 halos as far as who's making the games and the decisions made, but I also feel like in a less negative note, the, it, this could be a more neutral/slash/positive note. I want to look at it. but I just feel like. 343's gay. I can feel nostalgic for 343's Halo specifically and not Bungie's. I can feel nostalgic for Bungie's specifically and not 343's. And that's not to say they're not like I'm not I'm not like one of those trolls online who's like 343's Halo doesn't even feel like Halo. It's basically a different franchise. No, they all feel like Halo. They're all part of the same franchise. I can I consider them all one big IP that flows together. But I'm just saying that there is There's different developers there and there's different, you know, ideas for where they want to take the game, whether it be gameplay or story or whatnot. So I can definitely get in a mood where I'm just nostalgic. Like I would say overall in my life, I'm more often nostalgic for Bungie Halo. It's older. I grew up with it. Halo 2 is my favorite game of all time. But there are moments where I specifically am in a 343 Halo mood and not in a bungee Halo mood. And that's kind of where I've been recently, because I was like, you know what? I really want to play Infinite again. And even Erica, my wife, was like, you're going to play Infinite again? Didn't you just beat that like two months ago? And I was like, I just want to play it. I just want to play it. So I went back, played through Infinite's campaign again. I still feel that campaign's amazing. I loved it. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm in a three-four-three Halo mood. I'm not in a bungee Halo mood. Because a lot of times... When I go back and I want to do like a marathon of the games, I'm like, I'm gonna start with Halo Reach and work my way all the way up to Halo Infinite. But then what happens is you play like three missions of Reach and you're like, nah, I'm done. You know? So it's like I just want to play exactly what I want to play in my brain at this moment. So it's like I'm gonna go back and play Halo Four. So I went back and play Halo Four, and once I got through a mission or two and adjusted to how different, you know, the gameplay is of Halo Four from Infinite. You know, Infinite is now, not to dog Halo 4. I think Halo 4 was great for its time and I still think it's it's very good. Um, but Halo Infinite is leagues above Halo 4 in its gameplay and its fluidity, the way it plays. It's just much better. So I had to adjust to that, but play through Halo 4's campaign. Someone listening I just found it. Oh. What's that? that someone listening to this going is going, oh, oh right now. <laughs> no. Like, hold on. Getting um, but I played through Halo 4's campaign and you know the story's just as gripping as ever. The the missions are fun. You know, I, I, it's just a really fun game that I love. I mean, when Halo 4 came out, I was all about it. Josh, you know, we've talked the story about how I t- t- tried to talk Josh into Halo 4 and got him back on the Halo hype. So I was big Halo 4 fan, you know, and it, it was uh, it was just great to go back and replay that and I had such a good time, and I, I beat Halo 4. It's like, okay, I beat Infinite, I beat 4. I'm still in this 343 Halo mood. I want to play 5 again. And uh, I made a post on Twitter, which a lot of people were shocked by, that, uh, this is my 13th full playthrough of the Halo 5 campaign. It doesn't and it surprise doesn't campaign... me one bit. It doesn't surprise Josh one bit, no. Um, but it is a it is a, not a campaign. I love the campaign of Halo 5. It is a story that I don't like. It is a story that disappointed me so much in 2015. Run, how
1: can you it's... like the game if you don't enjoy the story, though?
0: I know, dude, man. Some people are so one-track thought on that stuff. <laughs> like, I actually was talking to a guy on Twitter yesterday, and I was like, I was like, the campaign was actually pretty darn good, and he's like, I hated the campaign; it was awful. And I'm like, ah, I thought the campaign was really well done. I just thought the story was bad. And he's like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, no, you said the campaign was bad. And he's like, you know, I meant the, you know the story. It's all no, it's not the same thing. You know, like the campaign as you go through that that game and you have that gameplay with that level design and those enemy encounters and the music swelling and all that stuff. Halo 5 was a really, really solid campaign and a lot of fun. I would give it a, a positive score. I mean, if it's just, if regard, if you disregard the story, which obviously is a very important element of the campaign, it's probably a 7 or an 8 out of 10 campaign if you disregard the story. Now, you put the story in there as a whole, probably brings it down to like a 4 or 5 for me just because I, I hate, you know, well, I don't hate it anymore, but I definitely dislike it. Uh, The story still for 5. What do
1: you say, John? No, just that it was satisfying. I love the verticality in that. I love the the use of all the weapons. I loved how good they felt in there against enemies. Uh, Getting headshots, I love, I I miss, I know they kind of do it in Infinite, but uh, that that little like X that you sometimes notice on the the crosshair when you like get a headshot or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt so satisfying in uh, in Halo 5 especially. It makes that
0: sound and the X appears and you're like,
1: damn. The sound design, I feel like in that game, is second to none. Like, yeah. I would put it over Infinite, and Infinite is good too, but the sound design was yeah. just, it was incredible. It was incredible. So
0: It's weird how I think there is, and, and like, there's no way to have this conversation on Twitter because it just gets people so riled up, but I, I think there is a discussion to be had there, and this isn't my opinion, but there's a discussion to be had that, like, in a sense, Halo 5 was kind of like the biggest impact that 343 had on Halo. Like, It was kind of like the most original kind of change-up to to Halo's formula. Like, it was very much a... Like, Halo 5 is the most 343 product ever, in my mind. It was very much like a game that it seems they wanted to build. You know what I mean? Because, like, Halo 4... Yeah, it's way different than Bungie games, but it's clear that Halo Four was following the inspiration of Bungie prior and and Halo
1: Reach. Weird, because I agree and I disagree with that, but I I think I mostly agree. I see what you're saying. Like the story, it feels like they went completely left field. I agree. But gameplay wise, totally the the tightness, the sort of linearity that's there, uh, definitely went went more Bungie, and they kind of played that aspect. I think safe the multiplayer. Yeah, just like
0: a regular mission structure with cutscenes, right? You know, I see what
1: you're saying. I see what you're saying.
0: Waking up on a ship and then falling down to a planet like Halo Four was. In a lot of ways, it was
1: safe. No, you're right. You know, Halo Five was, was like a... revive, <laughs> you know, and it was like yeah, Halo Five was co-op. like okay, you know Select what, you, your character.
0: You, the Halo Five is like you know the the multiplayer and or the gameplay in general is is so vastly different because you have so many Spartan abilities and the way you move, you know, stuff like your your shield not coming back up if you run. Um, then you have uh, that. You have the the co op that's four player with uh, two different Spartan teams and all these characters and like. Being at having revive in Halo, which I of course I didn't like, but like revive. having revive, revive, yeah, I'm down. Kelly, get me, yeah, man, awful. But revive, <laughs> I don't like that stuff, but like it was a definitely like a very unique product. Probably the most unique product that three put out. Halo Infinite is obviously like you know three four three spin on a Bungie game to me is what it feels like. It's like if a Bungie Halo was made by three four three, this is what it would look like. So. I don't know. I'm just going through the 343 games and it just has me reminiscing about how much I love these games, how nostalgic I am for them, and how I feel like, I mean, I can't speak for other people, but I feel like there's a lot of people out there that probably don't realize just how much they've gotten out of the 343 Halos, right? Because like being a part of the Halo community, it's not, it's not hard to, to find someone complaining about 343, but it's also not hard to find the same people complaining about them, being 10 12 years deep in playing their games and saying that they've logged hundreds or thousands of hours in Halo 4, Halo 5 or now Infinite, you know, like talking about all the Warzone they played, all the money they spent on rec oh, packs, man. all the like Bring me back. It becomes it becomes very clear that like there's the, I don't know, there's like a there's something missing there where people are like I hate 343, I hate this direction, uh, but it hasn't been good since Bungie's games, but across the last 10 12 years of Halo, they have put exclusively Thousands of hours into three games, and like I don't know, Josh. Like, why do you think that is? Like, what do you think gets people to to act like they hate it and and, and complain, but then they they get so much joy out of it and they don't recognize it? I don't I, know. People
1: just the older they get, the more cynical we are, and then the more you kind of you, you forget what it's like to have fun because you you become so possessive of the thing that you care about that you, that you were you encountered as a kid, you know, that you were introduced to when you were young. So then you hold tight and you want it to be exactly like you remember it. So then everything falls under a magnifying scope as opposed to when it was a kid and you just kind of played it and experienced it and you were like, that's awesome because you didn't have anything to really compare it to. You just took it as it was. that's how you got into it. But I don't know like for me, it's weird. I'm in a I'm in a place where like lately I realized like in a roundabout way, I'll get to this answer, but I'm in a place where I realize like man i I, I went through this whole big hype train for MCC for 5, for Infinite, for other games such as Cyberpunk, for example, among others, and each time I've done it, there's been some aspect where it was kind of heartbreaking in some way, where something didn't work out, it, it kind of, it, it turned sour, and I would sit there and really have to deal with each one in a way, you know, uh, MCCs being the, the launch, you know, Halo 5s being uh, just how much it broke Brian, which in, in effect uh, dissolved our group, Um, you know, and then uh, what am I? uh, Infinite, you know, with just how quick the drop off was of enthusiasm because people played so much of the two weeks uh, multiplayer early access, whatever. Plus the flights. Plus the flights. That then, by the time the campaign came out, people really had nothing else to go off on. They they got themselves sick of multiplayer. Used all the content. Yeah, and then with Cyberpunk, obviously, and like I said, among other stuff too. But I got to this point where I was just like, man, all these experiences were kind of they didn't feel Uh, when you were a kid. You know, when you're getting ready to go see this movie, like when I was getting ready to go see the Phantom Menace, I personally loved it. You know, I know not everyone did, but I went and saw it, and it was like amazing. And I just got to continue writing that journey. Whereas with a lot of these games, it hasn't quite been that way, and the industry's just changed so much. And I don't want to get into that whole meta talk of that, but like so much just ta- uh, changed and 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 been talked about with with ga- the gaming industry and how different it is now than when we were little. I think everyone's just in a uh, a chokehold trying to. Cling to what reminds them of childhood, because you play these games to escape. When you were younger, you know that's kind of some of the is the memories you have of, you know, I think uh, Taraz of late night gaming. I remember him saying when he beat Halo Three with his friend, and I think Johnson died. I think his buddy stood up and saluted, you know, the television, yeah. which I love that story. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, these memories are, are things you hold on to, and they create nostalgia, and especially when your your friends grow up and things change, and You know, your life alters and whatnot, and you don't have as much time and whatnot, you really cling to these newer experiences. And then when they come out in certain ways that that affect you personally, uh, you get real mad. It's like you still play it. So I think people are just – people just got to let go, you know? People got to let go. Like I I could sit there and say – and I'll pass it over to you, but I just say like with Infinite, like, you know – I don't think it should have came out I I think I'll always stand by that Years from now, I don't think it should have came out in 2021 I think it should have probably came out in 2023 And With a full suite of options But I don't blame them, you know, but it should have came out that way And because of it, they lost a lot of momentum Once people beat the campaign Within that first week, momentum was lost And I think they'll get it in time But you said it yesterday, so I want to give you the credit And pass it over to you But you said when we were playing That you think this is going to be another MCC type of experience
0: that's, yeah, that's true. That's a that's a, a good direction to take this conversation in because I actually forgot I mentioned that. Hold that thought. I want to sum up one thing. Sure, I, go for it. We should talk about that for sure. Um, I was just going to say, it just makes you wonder how much of our love for the the Halo games of old, how much of it has to do with how impressionable we were mm-hmm. uh, at the time. You know? Sure. And that's the thing is like, this is what I talk about when I say like you can't say anything on Twitter because people there's not enough characters and people don't know the tone of your voice. But like, if I say that like, how impressionable you were and how nostalgic you are has something to do with your perception of the quality of Halo, uh, original Halo titles in 343s. I'm not not saying that it isn't also because Bungie just made incredible games, right? Like, they're not, it's not like I'm saying one and discounting the other. Like, the main reason that we all love the original Halo games is because they're really well-made games. They're some of the best games ever made. We enjoy them for that reason. We love them. Character, story, gameplay, multiplayer, everything. Um, but then there's also that fact that like a lot of people in this community, not obviously not everyone, they played Halo 3 when they were in middle school. They played Halo 2 when they were in middle school. They played Halo Reach when they were in high school. It doesn't you know like these games came out at a time where we were so impressionable and it can make the largest impact it could possibly make in our lives that you know nowadays if you're if you're in your anywhere from early 20s to early 40s and a halo comes out today, chances are it's just not going to have the ability to make the impression on you. And now I know there's people out there saying, "Well, Brian, if Halo Infinite had had co-op and forge and all this stuff at launch, it could have had that impression." You know what? Maybe to some extent, but I, but that's not really I'm not really talking about a lack of content that's not that's making it not have the same impact. I'm talking about the the time of your life, the age you're at. You know, when you're an adult or you're you you have a family, you have kids, you have bills, you have responsibilities, whatever you just don't get the same impact as when you were 12 and your mom brought home a copy of Halo 3 and you popped it in and you stayed up all night with your buddies playing it on Xbox Live. Like, that's just, it's just not the same anymore. So I definitely feel like there's, you know, it's, it's a losing battle for 343 in, in multiple ways. I mean, they have, they have to fight nostalgia Ooh, of the old Halo games. Nail on the head.
1: Nail Which, on the head. I was literally fight, thinking similar to that. That's perfectly really, said. That's cool. Um,
0: you, they have to fight nostalgia. Um, they have to uh, make a game that is you know relatively as high a quality as Halo's prior i'm not talking about just the nostalgic factor i'm talking about the actual quality and design of the Wall-tied. game it has to be triple a it has to be up there with bungie's one of the greatest developers on the planet i'm not saying they're the greatest but they're one of them so a new studio that has to reach these extremely high heights in game development they have to fight nostalgia and then they also have to deal with the the how much the industry has shifted since they started they started i mean they started before 2012 they were developing in 2009 at least mm-hmm. um, but 2012 was their first release look how much the game industry has changed from halo 4 to now like the the the, the assets the 4k fidelity the frames the the cross generation cross platform You know, uh, games are way more expensive now. So, as much as we hate this and we don't support microtransactions, if they're not going to raise the price of the $60 game, then they have to make their money some other way. So, you have things like, you know, good things like Game Pass, but then you have like tons of microtransactions in the cosmetics. We had microtransactions with the rec packs in Halo 5. So, you have the changing like industry where the video games are more popular than ever. So, there's more studios and more money to be made than ever. Well, probably not more studios, but more output games. and then you only have so many developers in that pool, and it's highly competitive. It's even more competitive than ever now because you have the the COVID and the work-from-home stuff where people can work at a different company and make more money but stay at their house that's five states away. Uh, there's, it's just so competitive, and the market is so much different. And, and it's like, yeah, there was a developer on 343, th- or not on three. there was a developer on Twitter. I don't think they were from 343. They might have been. Talking about how, like, in 2004, if you put a brick wall in, in a game... Let's just use Halo as an example. You made, like, the geometry for a wall, and then you laid a flat, like, brick texture over it. Okay. That's what you did in 2004. And then someone was like, you playing a game, and I like, go, oh, it's a brick wall, no problem. But now, if you, if you put a brick wall in a game in 2022, that wall needs to be... Completely 3D with each brick is its own physics, so that if you break it, the brick will fall apart, and then the grains of the inside of the concrete of the brick will fall, and it'll leave an imprint in the wall. And it's, you know, it's just like the amount of time for something as simple as that. So, I mean, TLDR 343, there was never, I don't think there was any possibility that they weren't going to have insane criticism the entire time they were developing, even if the games came out just the way fans say they want them it would still be a battle. And the thing is like, that's, but that's also, you can't really discredit that. Yeah. The games aren't coming out complete. And, this, but at the same time, look at like their contemporaries, Halo Infinite. I don't know if you agree with me, Josh, but I think Halo Infinite came out with as much content as the majority of games that come out in, in 2020 well, came out, it came out with more than with some, some games, multiplayer. you
1: know, to be honest. And some games are, are <laughs> some games can be really short nowadays. Some games can be way too long, you know, it, it, the campaign was fine. I feel like I got a twenty hour. I got the longest Halo campaign ever. I got uh, a you know, a, yeah, it's bare bones multiplayer by some standards, but like, you know, I mean, that's still a lot there to to pick from. I think I mean, but like, I think look, a lot of bias came in from from Infinite's multiplayer through the fact that people had those two weeks and they burnt themselves out of it in two weeks. So they were hungry. They used that as a way to tether themselves. To the release and of the game, and they called it a beta, and they called it a beta, which it wasn't. And then the game comes out; people consume the campaign. Most people who consume the campaign then move on to multiplayer. Well, this is the first time it's ever been backwards. So then, no one else had anything to go off on. There's no forge; no one could play it in co-op. So everyone's like, "Oh, it's bare bones." It wasn't super bare bones. It was a little bit, but like, it wasn't like it was a damn skeleton game. I just,
0: I just think I don't like, know. There, I, I I'm of two minds. Right? There's there's one mind that says if a good halo game needs to live up to the the quality of its predecessors right like if every halo is coming out with co-op and forge and and all this stuff then it makes complete sense that someone is going to criticize it for not having those things but then i also think it's my other mind says it's unfair it's unfair the way that it's compared so let, let me give you an example doom eternal doom eternal great game almost everybody will tell you great experience great game that was a single-player campaign. It's a great soundtrack, great gameplay. And I don't want to speak for everyone, but a multiplayer that I feel like most people aren't really inter- aren't really playing.
1: Seems to be that a fair, general consensus, I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's an additional mode that... It, really, people coming for that campaign. That's what you're buying Doom Eternal for. You get a little extra multiplayer there. When you look at Halo Infinite, you have a full-fledged open-world campaign you know, with great gameplay and done very well. And then you have an additional multiplayer mode, and I would argue that Halo Infinite's multiplayer mode is 10 times, maybe 100 times better than the Doom Eternal one, right? But if I say that Halo Infinite is comparable to Doom Eternal as a product in any way, people want to jump my shit and say, well, are you kidding me? Doom Eternal a 1,000 times better. I'm like, is it, though? Like, I probably would say that, like, if I had to be objective and you twisted my arm, I'd probably say Doom Eternal is a higher, I probably would give it a higher score than Halo Infinite, but I think they're comparable games with comparable amounts of content. Is that not it's, fair? It's
1: cynicism, right? Because when you get when you're at this point when you're older, anything that is some kind of continuation or reinvention of something that you hold so close to a specific point in your life, you just get you almost like without realizing it kind of go on autopilot. And even though you're very excited for it, there is a part of yourself that is ready to scrutinize even the most simplest of things. For you guys that didn't follow Infinite throughout the the journey of the you know the road to the game coming out when they when they had the shaders come well, there was controversy when that got announced and that blew up and I mean in some ways you know that that type of stuff is still kind of talked about in some ways but like some of these things just don't really need to be talked about they don't matter and I just maybe it's me being in my thirties but. Dude, I just had a really good time with that game. That game was fun as hell. It felt like it continued uh, the story of Halo 5 Guardians, yet it wrapped up and kind of reinvented itself. Yeah. with. And I didn't feel, for me personally, again, everyone's different, but it didn't feel like it was too on the nose. There's a lot of fan service out there that's oftentimes on the nose, and it can mm-hmm. be fun. It can be annoying. With Halo Infinite, I felt like I really liked it. I loved the... The soundtrack, yeah. I thought it was really. I thought I was just listening to it at work again last night. Found it super fantastic. There's times it reminds me of classic Halo. There's times it has a modern Halo feel. There's times it sounds like Destiny soundtracks, and I love every one of those. So really enjoy that amalgamation, and it just feels super good to play. You know, I don't know. I, I think people just get to. <laughs> they get to a point where it's just like the we the, the stuff we get nowadays is actually more than we ever got when we were a kid. You know how freaking hard it was to go find new Star Wars stuff in the 90s as a kid? I'm talking pre-episode one. Like it you just got what was there. Nowadays with Halo, you know, it's got so much it's got so many books, hot take guys. I'm like, let it burn reset it all there's too much you know or you know but with Star Wars there's so much that they had to reset and do a whole new canon timeline you know with the Halo show you know we got the Halo show now there, there's so much and people just want to hate on all of it but man people just got to let go let go of stuff you stop trying to sort of keep hold of what you love and just try to let it evolve because when, it, when you were young these things were evolving you were playing them as they evolved I played Halo 2 and it came out And I just focused on that. I wasn't thinking about talking to my friends at at school the next day and shitting on it. Or criticizing it, like they're gonna get at least six big team battle maps in this
0: game quick, or it's gonna die. Yeah,
1: I mean our standards have changed, and it's a bit ridiculous. Like, in, I, I, I think it is more on the fans. People want to hate on corporations and businesses and shit so much, but I think it, it does. I mean that's valid in, in a lot of ways, but I think it really comes down to a lot of the fans and what our own expectations that we're setting for ourselves are. When I went to see Jurassic World Dominion. It ended up being a colossal disappointment for me. The film rushes through and has very clunky dialogue. Nothing gets a chance to breathe. But I walked out of the movie and I thought, you know what? I live to see this experience, as I always say. I live to see it. I had a good time and I can move on. You know, I hope they do more. And it didn't completely kill it for me. Now, there's times it has and I've gotten upset. And we talked about that in some of the the Fall of MCC episode. But, you know... I just I just had a point Like, I can acknowledge every single flaw within every one of these games in the Halo franchise, but man, I'm here because I fucking love them. I had fun, and I've had so many memories. It's more about the journey sometimes with some of these games than the destination. With some of these games, it's more about the destination than the journey. I've got different nostalgia and different life experiences attached to each one of these games, and each one of these kind of symbolizes a different point in my life too. So they are very special, and I don't really need them to be like the other because Halo 2 was completely different than Halo 1 Halo 3 was completely different each Bungie game outside of ODST was all completely different than the next one so the fact that 343's have have done that I don't blame them and you hit the nail on the head dude you said it so well like 343 isn't battling like uh, making a, a 10 out of 10 game isn't making a good Halo game they have to battle nostalgia because that's a powerful tool man and fans hold on to that shit And no matter what, they're going to complain. If that game, if Infinite had come out and it had had co-op in there, if it had had Forge at launch and it had had a few more maps, people would have still found something to be upset about. People would have still complained yeah. about something like D sync. The, the
0: whole 343's garbage. They should not. Exactly. Have, should there have, have Halo taken something. away
1: from them. Crowd would still be there. There would have been. People could have still said, "This is an amazing game." If only they could fix this, or "Oh, I wish this was different." The price is this. No that, playable desync. leads. Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Do no, uh, a dual, 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 dual Yeah. yeah. <laughs> would have been. Would have been something. You just got to take yeah. what's there, and you can't let it consume your whole life. I played Infinite. I was, you know, dating someone at the time, doing the podcast with Brian. I had all you people in the community. So, like, I didn't. Like, Don't get me wrong, it sucked not having co-op, sucked not having Forge to even just see what other people did, because I'm not someone that uses it myself. Well, you have
0: valid criticisms.
1: Yeah, tons of valid criticisms, but at the same time, I was like, you know, there's a ton of other games I want to play, too. I'm really enjoying this special time I have with Halo Infinite. I don't know. Brian's talking to me... Just, think... I'm sorry, Brian's talking to me the other day about how he's recently played it, having a blast. Brian just loves it so much. And I'm like, you know what, yeah. Every time I think about that game, I think about... Doing the, you know, attacking some of the fortresses, um, the FOB bases, and and taking things over. And I thought it was really fun to just explore that game. And I'm really, mm-hmm. I'm just really grateful we got that shit. I, I don't know. I just, I'd rather focus on what I'm grateful for than what I don't have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's, there's, there's too much like investment and obsession in, in, I, in, in the, from people, how do I want to put it? Like fans of this franchise, sometimes they have way too much obsession and investment in it to ever step back and just accept reality, you know? Like, it's, and I think many people listening to the things we say, they, they, they take it the wrong way because it's like, someone could be listening right now and say, you know, are you guys saying that, you know, just be happy that Halo Infinite launched without all these features? No. Are you saying we shouldn't complain about them? No, I mean, it was wrong for them to release it when they did. Me and Josh both think it should have been delayed longer. It should have came out with co-op. It should have came out with Forge. Uh, The desync issues that the game has shouldn't be going on. These are real issues that need to be addressed, should be addressed. They are real problems, and 343 deserves the criticism that they're getting for them. But there there is a point where you go, this is what happened. This is what is. I have voiced my feedback in multiple ways constructively, and now I need to either accept what it is until it can be more through patches or updates, or move on to something else. And that's a decision that you make as a mature person that, and you don't need to share it with everybody either. Like, you don't need to go on Twitter for nine weeks straight saying that you're going to quit the game because there's no content. (laughs) If there's no content and you don't want to play it, you simply quit. You don't need to tell anyone. I mean, you can tell someone. I'm just saying you don't need to tell anybody. Just go play another game. They will notice that your your uh, your player count's not there, your your contribution to the cosmetic store is not there. Um, the numbers speak for themselves, and you know there's there's nothing wrong with being disappointed or frustrated, sharing your feedback, and then and then moving on. I, I don't understand the just like because like somebody might say, well, Brian and Josh, you guys are still talking about Halo and the community all the time. Well, yeah, but we don't have. But we've moved on, like mentally, right? Like we moved on mentally. Like we played the game, we enjoyed it, we love Halo Infinite. Yes, it's missing There's stuff. There's a lot yes, to it's like disappointing about it, in certain We like plays.
1: more than we don't like, and I think that's like we haven't even talked about the what Rubicon Protocol that came out, which is awesome. Yeah. That's cool that that came out. Even though I'm like, let it all burn. <laughs> I know I just said that, but like, yeah, it's still so yeah. cool that that came out, and people get to enjoy that stuff. And you know what? We're we have been more focused on some of the the retrospective stuff of MCC and whatnot. But I like guess because there's so much fun there. And you just want to focus on the, the positive stuff that we enjoy and what we get out of Halo in the moment. Sometimes with Star Wars, I'm specifically in the mood for the OT era or the prequel trilogy or even the sequel trilogy. You know, sometimes I'm just into all of it at once. There's, you know, like what Brian wanting to play the 343 stuff, he's just focused on that. And man, that stuff's a shit ton of fun. Halo 4, I get nostalgic for because I think back to you getting me, like opening me up to Halo 4 again. I think... Well, I was gonna ask you
0: Josh to hold I want to continue that thought but I was just gonna ask you what was your first exposure to three like game really but to, go like ahead like three four thought, three but, in like, general like, like what was your first exposure that you can remember to three four three as a company or playing their game like what was your origin point for three being a three four three fan
1: to being a fan it was it, road, it, it was it was the road it was the road to Halo five it was the road to Halo five for sure. Okay, because you played Halo Four
0: though before I talked to you about it, right? Mm-hmm. So that was that was kind of your origin, was? Yeah,
1: it? I mean that was that was technically the first time I ever experienced but you something. Didn't enjoy it but I did not like Halo Four when it launched. In matter of fact, again, I did not. I said this way back, I think, but I didn't realize when playing it that it wasn't a Bungie title. I did not pay attention in 2012. Yeah, which just
0: shows you how out of the loop Josh was at the time.
1: Yeah, I had been out of video games for like a year at that point, so. I wasn't aware, I didn't pay attention to what all these, you know, it was 343, three. I was like, oh yeah, Guilty Spark. <laughs> I know him. You know, I didn't, yeah. I was oblivious to this being a new mm-hmm. developer. So I played it, I was like, why does this suck so much compared to the other ones? And then, uh, because Justin let me borrow it, I gave it back to him and he was like, what'd you think? I was like, I didn't like it. And then, uh, two years later or whatever, I, I talked to Brian, Brian opened me up to it, I got into it, and then we just talked about it more, and as I Got ready to ride that MCC train. Uh, you know, Halo 4 came up. We played a lot of the multiplayer. So that became kind of like a tether to that. And then MCC shit the bed. So it was like, okay, Halo 5. And then Halo 5's multiplayer was fantastic. The game came out. It worked and uh, had a blast with it. And even though Brian went through a real tough time around then, um, it still... Got us to that point together, and uh, with our group and stuff. So I don't know. I mean, it was really the road to Halo Five because I, I think I didn't like Halo Four initially. Uh, MCC was broken, and that was the biggest devastation I've ever had in video games. And then Halo 5, it seemed like everything was on the the table, set up right. You know, like all the the stars were aligning. This was Bucks coming back, Arbiters coming back. Bucks now with Spartan four player co op blue, team. blue teams in there. You know, uh, the duality of these two characters similar to Arby to and Chief and, you know, the multiplayer actually played good, felt good, looked buttery smooth, um, all that type of stuff. It had so much going for it. And then, you know, just like with each Halo game and honestly every game nowadays, you start to see some of the red flags or the flags just like in real life sometimes. You know, when you're in love with something or someone, uh, all the flags, you know, the red flags just look like flags and, you know... You don't notice some of that stuff until afterward. I look back on, on some of these games and I'm like, okay, I can see where I kind of ignored this or didn't see how much this was really going to matter and stuff like that. But at the same time, I just, I was excited and I was focused on having fun. So, I mean, uh, I when I think about games like Infinite, you know, I, I the only reason I haven't replayed it yet is because I'm just waiting for the co-op feature to come out. If in my mind, it will feel a little more complete then. So I'm just waiting for that, yeah. but that's all. But I really have missed playing that, and I love how it feels. And it's a modern Halo in 2022, and I get to be alive to to play that. I get to experience that. I I've, I know you know that more Halo is coming, and uh, I know they're gonna support the multiplayer for a long time at least, and and they're trying to get better with it. So you know, and I want to give them the benefit of the doubt since they've had to carry this torch rather than get to develop Halo on their own and set their own standards with it. Um, I gotta cut them some slack sometimes. There's not the only other developer I can really think of that has had to do this, is the Coalition. They've had to carry the mantle, and I think they did a better job in most people's eyes with Gears Four. As much as Gears Four, I don't think is the best, but in terms of just it playing, it's it also a
0: mu- like not not to discredit Gears, but it, it, how do I word this? Not as like quality of game, but as Impact and legacy. It's a far smaller scope to hit. T- yeah, so it years doesn't years.
1: feel like too much overload. Whereas I think Halo got a lot of overload, and people. Yeah. A lot, a lot of Halo fans liked it, but then, uh, the the when things like Halo Five came out and MCC was broken at launch, people started to turn and started to look back and be like, "This is too much." But. Well, and that that's a good
0: that's a good segue to what you brought up, Josh, about what I said yesterday. With I said I said the fact of the matter is. You know, and this is this is us about to share, you know, genuine criticism. You know, um, amidst everything we said about not being so obsessive and, and accepting the realities and and, and looking at the Don't positives. Don't be obsessive. Um, Don't be obsessive. I told Josh yesterday. I said I think we just need to accept that Halo Infinite is going to be pretty much an MCC situation over again. Now I will say, it's it didn't start nearly as bleak as MCC. You know, like if if the goal is ten out of ten. MCC started at about a Shit, one. Shit, baby!
1: At least the game worked. I could yeah, play Halo it. Halo
0: Halo Infinite starts at probably a, you know six or a seven. You know, like it doesn't have near the journey to go that MCC did. But I think we're looking at another MCC. I think that um, when you take in the ambition and the development time and what they had to work with and the deadlines they had to meet, you know, uh, MCC came out uh, extremely broken and it took many years to fix and get everywhere it needed to be. And I think Halo Infinite came out not broken, really. I mean, I guess you could say the desync issues, but let's be fair. It's not It's not broken. It's got problems, but it's not broken. Yeah. Halo Infinite came out with a solid working campaign that didn't have co-op. It came out with a solid working multiplayer that didn't have a lot of playlists and modes. And it doesn't have Forge yet. Right. Theater's kind of broken. So I think we're in the similar scenario with... I'd say Halo Infinite came out, you know, probably about where MCC was two-ish years after it came out. It's 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 in a it's a working package that you can see, like you, you have a lot of greatness there, and you can see how much more greatness could be there, but it's just going to take time, and it's going to take more time than any of us want to give.
1: I don't understand how people thought this wouldn't be like a, a p- potential scenario, you know? Like everyone thought this was going to release like a full package. I just, you know, it's a live service game. There's been no live service game that has ever launched fully featured. Everything it was bare bones. Each every, every, I mean, however, whatever word you want to use for it, even though I don't think Infinite was super bare bones. I can understand that that term though. Comparative but like, to other halos, sure, is yeah. Published. But like you know, other live service games. I remember people used to bitch and moan after being so hyped for Destiny One, beating the campaign and being like, that's it. There is no end game. You know, and that was supposed to be... You had to wait, like, a week for the raid, even, I think, to come out. And nobody really liked the PvP. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, every one of these games, Division, I mean, it doesn't matter, Sea of Thieves. I mean, the list goes on with all these live service games. None of them has ever launched with the full suite of options. And once 343 said that they weren't going to have Forge and Co-op at launch, I just knew. because. And, and, I, and okay, I think well, that's, see, that's why... what I was
0: about to say, Josh. I knew, too, once they said it. But I think prior to the 2020 reveal... 343 was doing a very good job of painting this picture of return to classic art style return to classic music. We're going to have co-op at launch split screen. We're going to have four. Right. I think prior to the 2020 incident where things started the the, the PR yeah, started going down, everyone thought it was going to be a full game. Oh, I but agree. by the time they said what you said and they're like and they announced that it wasn't coming, yeah, it was obvious.
1: That's what I thought. Yeah, because it, I wasn't I mean, I wasn't even fully clear as to whether it'd be a live service game up until 2020 because I think preceding that they, they were using that like soft reboot term very loosely, so we had mm-hmm. speculation, but that was it. Then that stuff comes out, and it's like, well, you guys better... It
0: was weeks after the 2020 reveal, they said better the multiplayer brace yourself. would be free to play. It's
1: like, well, because it's like, I, I know people are upset, you gotta wait six months for multiplayer content, but it's like, maybe, guys, I think it's fair, uh, I mean, look, I, I don't know. Uh, you know. It's fair to, to, to assume that it's always gonna be this way, I suppose, with what we've seen so far, almost a year into this game, but at the same time, I feel like once they get co-op and Forge there, once these big, huge features are are out, and then supposedly the rumored uh, battle royale uh, comes out, then they'd be able to focus on these seasons more, like concentrated, more fixated. High, you know, and that those teams that have been working on those individually will come over and everyone will combine, join forces, and we'll start getting back to three months what they wanted to do. I just think. There was a lot, you know. We don't know what it's like to be in game development, and there was a lot of, of, of cut and and duct taping stuff together, trying to get this game out when it could come out because it was already delayed when it was supposed to come out in 2020. So I don't know, but but Brian, to focus on the positives, man, what's some big takeaways you've had playing Halo Infinite recently?
0: Well, Halo, I mean, Halo Infinite and with Halo Four and Five all together, it's just kind of it's just kind of been uh, a realization that how I did. I love did I love three four three and their games more than I even knew, you know, because I have always, other than a brief stint of anger in 2015 when Halo 5's story came out, (laughs) I have always been a 343 fan. I've always been um, excited for their team and their reveals and their announcements. And, you know, obviously as long as we've been doing Sacred Icon, we've always been an advocate for 343. But even amidst all that, in the back of my head, I always still hold Bungie's Halos in a higher regard, and I still care about them more. And my favorite games are are the Bungie ones. Um, so it's so there is there is even being a very positive, optimistic person, there is always this this uh, lens I view Three Four Three in as second best. You know what I mean? And you hate to say that because it seems kind of because it is kind of rude. I don't know, but you this lens where you view them as second best, and then Playing through Infinite and then deciding, oh, I'm just in a three-four-three 3 mood. I want to play through Halo four and five again. You, if you're able to, it's very hard to do, and I don't think many people are gonna even bother to try. But if you if you just try to view three-four-three 3 and their Halo games as their own, you know, they're their own studio with their own people making their own games. And if I view that and I try to not have that nostalgic like. Second best lens from Bungie days. I just see a new studio that cropped up in 2007, and they have given me some of my best, most memorable experiences in gaming in the last decade. And I don't say that to be a Halo hype man, to be a sacred icon chill. I say it because it's actually true. I hate how good it's that is. It's actually counts. true. Because what when I, when
1: I, what's that? I said, I hate how good that sounds like me who loves coining, sacred, coining yeah. phrases and nicknames like sacred Saturday. And then I hear sacred icon, chill. Sacred, <laughs> sacred, Yeah. It works, doesn't it?
0: Um, cause if I, if I'm being honest with myself, you know, I think if some of the, be- if I think of the, 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 uh, universally praised games that have come out in the last decade, when I say universally praised, pretty much everyone agrees they're good. Witcher three, you know, the God of War 2018, Um, what's another, what's another big one that came out? Gosh, Horizon,
1: I mean, Last of Us, I mean, well, Last of Us 2 is a little more controversial, even though I love it, but, uh... Stuff like that. Yeah.
0: When I think of those games that I also love, and I have also played a lot, I've still played them a lot less than 343.
1: Ghost of Tsushima, man, pretty much every PlayStation exclusive. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. Some great Wii titles. Spider-Man, the 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 new Spider-Man game. Spider-Man, yeah.
0: Yeah. Breath of the Wild, yeah. They're all coming to me now! Some of these games I'm listing... I genuinely like more than 343's games, but I still haven't played them as much. I still haven't talked about them as much. I haven't made as many memories with them. I mean, Josh, that's what Josh and I's conversation on the phone, that's what it went so long for and led us to play Halo. Is just like, man, we have all these nostalgic memories of waiting for MCC, doing lands, waiting for Halo 5, playing Halo 5's beta Talking about Halo Five, getting through Halo Five, uh, you know, starting Sacred Icon, doing this podcast. You being know what? Excited for. I gotta Infinite. interrupt you
1: because this is a good segue to one of our last topics. I think I'm chatting with Brian. We're playing Halo, and you phrased it better. But Brian tells me how we rode the journey for Halo Five and just how fun it was. We talked about that already, but uh, you know, the, just the hype train from MCC leading up, going into Halo 5's release was incredible. We pretty much did the same thing again for Infinite, but we had all of it recorded on a podcast and formed a community. And that was pretty cool to... Yeah, no, that's,
0: that's a great... I mean, like that's. What I was telling Josh yesterday, I was like, how do we... Okay, so for Halo 4, or not Halo 4, I'm sorry, for Halo MCC, what did we do? We got super hyped about it. Josh bought an Xbox One. We did LAN parties all year. We ate pizza and junk food and had a great time. That was our buildup for MCC. Then we did the same thing for 5. You know, we played games all year, we had land parties. We played the beta. We went to the midnight launch. You know stuff like that. This huge buildup, and it's like. And then I was telling Josh we were playing yesterday. I was like, "How do you how do you up the ante any more than that? How do you up the ante any more than being so hyped for a game that you spend all year with your friends doing land parties and hanging out and anticipating? Yeah, yeah. You create a damn podcast and a community, and I mean, it's like we never play. Like we never went into it with that scope of mind, like that mindset. But it's like. Holy crap! We did up the ante. What did we do for Infinite? I mean, we didn't do it for Infinite, but it, it ended up coalescing, like kind of yeah. coming alongside Infinite and its build up and its hype. Right. We created a podcast. We created. We did content creation. We got. A, we got a Discord. We got. We made friends. We got a Patreon. We got. Uh, we were mentioned on Halo Waypoint. We got sent a, a Halo book from Three Four Three. I mean, just amazing stuff. Crazy, great people, yeah, crazy, and it's crazy. just like. Holy shit! Like, I mean, obviously there's there's more successful content creators out there and bigger names and stuff. But like, what what more could Josh and I do to up the ante to to ride the Halo hype train than to create Sacred Icon? Like, holy shit, that's cool. I you get and, so and and and, so. and Go ahead. we're still doing this. Like, Halo Infinite's still new, and we're still doing Sacred Icon all the time. So it it doesn't seem far away yet. But I'm just picturing if there was this hypothetical like. Hey Josh, it's been ten years since we did Sacred Icon. The nostalgia is going to be off the freaking charts. It's going to be like, unlike anything else. Yeah. Like just remembering this, you know, and and so and this just all encapsulates the idea that I'm that I'm trying to get across that three four three on its as its own entity with its own games, uh, giving me some of the best experiences of my entire gaming life. And I think there is a very very solid reason for for loving that studio and having them be one of your favorite developers.
1: Yeah, when the Bungie games came out, I mean, I, I've, I've had so many fun experiences with those. That's what led me to this era with uh, in the Halo franchise, but, you know, in a lot of ways, on the social front, I've had more fun in the 343 era, simply because, you know, high school was a lot less uh, committed, you know, you're just playing it and stuff like that, trying to even get Xbox Live and all that shit, and then, you know, having it now, everyone had an Xbox One or an Xbox 360, you know what I mean, all these consoles and stuff, and we just had our core group with uh, Brian and stuff, and and doing stuff together and hanging out, and you know I look back on Infinite's uh, like pre-release of the campaign, and I can remember playing with people like Prey, you know Joe, Aaron, and uh, just getting online and doing that, and it was just a blast. And I thought this is what I really love about Halo, like the campaign and everything is always that you know finish line victory lap almost of like what this hype train is all about. And it's really just getting to have those moments that I don't get with any other game. I mean, I've, I've Brian and I have ridden the hype train for some other games and some other movies, but nothing like Halo. I, I'm not even like at peak Halo enthusiasm right now, but I can still say that like nothing, nothing comes close to the hype yeah, I have it's for its own Halo. Beast. It's really its own beast, and it's always about. The, the I mean it, it sounds corny but it really is about the friends I make along the way and the, the journeys I have with them and the memories I create and I always want that to continue into the game and then you know when like Brian and I got to play yesterday it felt really really good and I thought man um, you know we're both in our 30s now <laughs> technically so welcome yeah. Brian. <laughs> welcome to the club. And here we are right? still playing this and it was it was 8 years it's ago. It's
0: cold and it's dark. <laughs> it's dark and it's cold like that My back hurts. from Santa Claus. Yeah,
1: it was Santa Claus too. Yeah, it was like 8 years ago that we were sitting there in uh, his room, <clears throat> excuse me, and just riding that hype train for MCC and now here we are and doing this and recording all this stuff. We wish we would have recorded the conversations back then. If and this is the last recording we're going to have before I'm a father. Yeah, you guys are going to be hearing this when he is a dad, but for us this is this is the last one. I I'll be like
0: I'll be like I'll be like on my third day of being a dad when this po- when this podcast goes.
1: Along. Yeah, and it's it's really cool. I told Brian this recently, but it, it's been pretty neat because this guy Halo Hall has all Halo Hall? Halo has always been at the the sort of background, sometimes at the forefront, but it, it's always been like a, a something we can lean back on, a basis of which we can find enjoyment if we can't find any other enjoyment in something else but through that whole time you know one of the first times I hung out with Brian he pretty much told me what he wanted in life and I've seen throughout these years each piece move into the puzzle you know and and sort of coalesce together and this you know Brian's always wanted to be a dad and just didn't know when it was going to happen he randomly tells me I freak out and you know he's kept me updated as uh as you know these nine months have progressed and stuff and now here we are, still doing this podcast, and and you know we got to have we got to experience infinite together, and you know build this community, make friends with all of you, talk with some of you, game with some of you, and now here he is about to have a kid. I and I can't wait. I told <laughs> I was telling I was talking to Brian the other day on the phone. I told Eric. I said you got to have that baby right now. I'm excited. <laughs> it needs to happen right. Yeah, now. as of this recording. Five days. I get to be five a, a five somewhat quasi uncle from far away, you know. Yeah, no, you're definitely so, <laughs> you're definitely Uncle Josh. For <laughs> I sure. And I that. said, jo- Josh is uh,
0: Josh is such a bro because he sent me these two little gifts that like are more they're, they're sentimental and they're cool. Because he sent me one. I mentioned on a podcast at one time that when I was in kindergarten, I was obsessed with Hercules, and I went to kindergarten with my Hercules T shirt, my Hercules shorts and sandals, and I had a Hercules water bottle that like came from like McDonald's or whatever. What Josh sent me. One of those Hercules McDonald's cups, and then he told me, you know, I could have River, which is the name of my daughter, drink out of it, and uh, it would be, like, nostalgic for me to think, like, I was drinking out of that 25 years ago. And then he also sent me a little tiny music box that it plays the Song of Storms from Ocarina of Time, so I can play that for, for my daughter, so... Josh is a bro. I lucked out. Brian's a bro the, uh, too.
1: I lucked out as well. I, I, I couldn't imagine doing this with anyone else, man. It's this uh, I mean, we're gonna we'll obviously be back here, you know, here soon, but uh it's just yeah. it's yeah. just cool to to see this next chapter of Brian's life about to
0: begin. It's funny how much before Halo Infinite came out, we kept talking about how everything changes. Yeah. And then for me having a daughter, we really don't use that
1: terminology at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I until like today or yesterday or whatever, I was like, everything changes. You know, but yet not. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just it's yeah. it's, it's exciting. No, we'll still be
0: here, guys. There, we we might miss one week of the podcast because of uh, because I'm you know he's have, a we have baby. He's
1: so. gonna a dial, But uh,
0: but we'll be back, and we're gonna have lots of guests
1: on, and uh, it's gonna can't be can't wait lot, to a lot of uh, you know, guys. I've been thinking about. I told Brian before, but next year I'd really like to to maybe do a very extensive Halo Two retrospective because it's Brian's favorite game. I got a lot yeah. of memories on it, so it's something I've been kicking around thinking about for a while and it would take a long time to prep so that's why I say early next year. Well the year, good thing is
0: we've been thinking the good thing it. is my my wife respects the podcast and wants me to do the podcast so it won't be a struggle to get no, the time. It would just do the be just be energy
1: but we'll make it happen. We'll have me. fun. Oh yeah, energy. and it, it's it, podcast, that's a great it's a blessing to you guys cuz as much as it's fun to put out this content and interact with you guys on the the personal side, it's it's a way for Brian and I to stay in touch because we don't we haven't seen one another for a long time, but we don't think about it because we see each other's face all the time here. So it's just a way for us to still get together. And if I don't talk to him in the whole week and he's just focused on being a dad, I know I'm going to see him that Saturday and we're going to record and we'll chat a few minutes beforehand and then we'll. All right, let's talk some Halo. You know, and we'll talk about it. So yeah, I love it. Yeah, man. Love it, dude. Okay, Josh, before we get nostalgic for another hour, <laughs> to go ahead and give off some of the
0: business real quick and then Josh is gonna read off our patrons and we're gonna get out of here. Guys, if you would like to support us monetarily, go to patreon.com sacredicon sacred icon. For as low as a dollar, you can be mentioned on the podcast. All the way up to other tiers where you can even be on the podcast with us. It's a super fun time. Just go to sacred sacredicon. If you want to send in a voice clip or an email about anything, it can be Halo related. Tell Brian, it, congratulations. It have to be Halo related. That'd uh, be fine. Give him a shout out on Twitter. Uh, you can send that to uh, sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to follow Josh on Twitter, he is at Jedi If you want to follow me, I am at Brian's Bane. And you can follow Sacredicon at Sacred Icon Pod. Uh, come join the Discord, guys. Come hang out. Leave a review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it. Leave a five-star review. Say anything you want in that review, and we'll read it off. As long as it's five stars, you can be like five stars. Five stars. You can be like, you can be like, man. I haven't seen Josh and, and and Brian, but judging by their voices, they are ugly AF. And as long as it's five stars, we will read it. I got we'll some be pictures for you. So, Josh is like, let me prove it to you. That is not the truth. All right, Josh, give us our patrons.
1: All right, buddy, running through the patrons, kicking it off. We got our buddy Anthony DC Outlaw. Anthony Dorsey, thank you so much. Blind Valkyrie, Butter My Waffles, The Shipleys, Colton Pittman, The Dustin Mandre, Fallout 152, Ian Mills, Ian Rucker, The Ruck. I say, The Fuck? Brian says no, little bitch. It's The Ruck. Get it right. And then, Brian, uh, uh, who rises from the ashes, born anew? Rising from the ashes, born anew. It's ironic. <laughs> we got Jason Bird. We got, oh shit, I just fucked this He's up. He's true. Oh, beautiful. Jessel Insanity. Joshy Big Boy, because I'm the small boy. Kevin Benson. Lisa McCreary. Photon. Rodam. Shin Revel. Wesley. We got Aaron. Eric Milligan. Aries 0430. Brian, hit me up with some Can't arrow. See anything through that? Hit, hit, yeah, hit, hit. Give me an arrow, Aries 0430 thing, real quick. I don't know. Come up with. Well, some. me and my wife couldn't afford blind, so we just had him come over and stand in front of the window. <laughs> there you go. We got a Gira. AJ's Dank. Brentonimo, miss you, buddy. Caleb Webster. Chris Greco. Brian, hit me with that. Chris Greco, me go Have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Greco. Josh says, do it one more time. I said, no problem. Josh, Chris Greco, me go Have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Greco. Oh, I love this man. Church on a hill. Evan! out. Irving TV. I Irving TV. Sorry, buddy. Lame shark. Matthew Salator, the man who saw Justice League, knew it needed more, and is probably in disarray over all this DC shenanigans. Montana Menace, my buddy David, aka Nerva. Ryan Barca, Mr. NASCAR Thunder 2004 is NASCAR Thunder, wasn't it, Brian? 2003. 2003. Get it right, Hargis. Four was a whole different ball whole game. Whole different God. ball game. They really changed it in that one. The Dav, Jared Hartley, William Green, Small Print TV, aka Joe, Bramola, Corey Hanks. Hocus Locust, ready for that Hocus Pocus sequel. King Grunt, K.N. Nick, Tony, Trevor Polk. K.N. Nick says it's a quality podcast. Uh, we, I'm going to support you. Thank you. <laughs> Trevor Polky, on Shoe, Boba's Feet, Dark Chaos 580. Mikey Cosplay recently had a birthday. I bet Boba's Feet smells like starlight juice. <laughs> starlight juice, I love that. Albino, Diente de Hombre. Hopefully I get that right, buddy. Sorry if not. Trying to, though. Green Plumber, a.k.a. As Brian would say uh, freaking Ouija. Uh, <laughs> and lastly, Sparkies. Thank you so much, everyone. Our patronship is, is booming right now. It's busting. Brian, say, is, d- oh, yeah, our patron tell you know, everyone how, thing is like- Tell everyone that's busting. Oh, it's busting. <laughs> uh,
0: our patron is better than ever, even though Halo's the interest in Halo content creation is lower. So that just shows how amazing the, the people spa- we have are. Also, I just decided now, as you're listening out the patrons, that if I ever talk about uh, fucking Ouija to my oh! daughter, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that his name is Silly Ouija.
1: <laughs> He's just a th- silly Ouija. Silly Ouija. <laughs> guys, thank kids. you so
0: much. For listening to another episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you for the support. We hope you enjoyed this nostalgic episode on some 343 Halo and just us waxing our thoughts and nostalgia as usual. That's what we do best here Congratulations. at Congratulations.
1: Welcome to fatherhood, Brian. I can't wait to cooperate, you man, know, vicariously live this through you, man. So this is cool. It feels good, but I know the Brian that
0: uh, is posting this episode is tired AF for sure. Yeah, but that so, Brian would say it's guys, worth it. Yes, it's absolutely worth it. But thank you so much, guys, for listening to another episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. Love you, guys. And as always, keep it sacred.